to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. Why did I go through the trouble of creating Storybrooke when I could have cursed everyone to live here? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, sorry to disturb you. We're just looking for Lilith Page. Is she around? No, she ain't around. You know where she moved? Lady. She ain't moving nowhere. She's dead. Car wreck a couple years back. Pretty sure she was drunk. Not that anyone missed her. I mean, she was a weird one. Now, kept to herself. Of course, she had one of those personalities that you wanted to stay far away from. A real loser. She was my From Storybrooke, I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie De Simone, And this is the day we both beat fate. You want to go on a road trip? We also talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. Uh, Anne-Marie's uh, dr- busy driving over there, it looks like. <laughs> That's okay. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I- I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. And as always, we are joined by our chat room over at live.universebox.com, where we record the show every uh, Monday evening at 8.30 p.m. EST, which is always a good time. With the exception. Of the finale episode. Which will be recorded on Tuesday night at, at 8.30, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. 8.30 p.m. EST, when we're usually doing Legends of Gotham, but Gotham's but done Gotham after next over. week, so. It'll be perfect. Perfect. Oh, uh, speaking of other podcasts we do, we wanted to mention real quick before we got into the main discussion here. If you go to bit.ly slash UB vote two, and I'll say that again before uh, we move on here, but you can actually go ahead and vote for the uh, topics that we'll be covering on our next set of episodes of Universe Box. We, uh, in our patron hangout on, on Saturday night, we brainstormed up i i think like 20? 25 or mm-hmm. so topics anything from compassion to family to back to the future on the day that they traveled to the future mm-hmm. robots uh Hobbies, cats, and, cats and dogs i love the cats and dogs yeah but if you want to uh, go ahead and go to bit.ly slash uh what it you be vote <laughs> to i i you be vote yeah you be vote to and you can select up to five uh topics that you'd like to see us cover over on the universe box podcast that we do at universe box.com so we'd love to get your feedback because this is going to be like you know when greeting when once goes off the air for the summer this is where you go to catch me and Anne marie uh you know all summer we're going to be over the, well we're going to be releasing once commentaries all summer and stuff too but we're going to be over here on universe box doing a lot of cool fun content of, so exactly a lot of unique um original content mm-hmm. which is really exciting but you know what Anne marie we're not here to plug our other podcast we're Ma- not not completely that's oh. not the only reason we're here <laughs> oh we're, we don't just do podcasts to plug the other podcast exactly uh but we're also here to talk about this week's episode of once upon a time so why don't you start us off like we always start off with a rhyming episode summary the darkness in emma continues to grow brought on by her actions of charming in snow an evil queen road trip is just what she needs to absolve herself from her wicked deeds she's looking for lily in all the wrong places but thanks to a wolf she's off to the races her childhood friend is anything but frilly time to catch up with the anti-savior lily lily with the theme music <laughs> lily lily phil Lil- remember to turn Liv! off the- <laughs> <laughs> Lilith. so uh lily 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 what did you think about lily and marie um, lily <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be one of those nights huh yes. um liked lily um definitely mm-hmm. was unexpected a lot a lot a lot of her character mm-hmm. you know like the part where she partially kidnapped a child for a few minutes yeah um, not really kidnapped more just borrowed yeah she borrowed a kid the kid was like <laughs> seven don't borrow a kid um but no it was i, I liked her I'm, i cannot wait till next week mm. oh yeah like next week uh we'll, we'll be talking about the trailer in just a few minutes Ooh. here but uh yeah, it looks, it looks phenomenal. But wait, no, we're here to talk about we're this week's this week. episode. And I think I finally cracked the nut on this whole Emma superpower thing. I think I figured out you totally did. why it seems so inconsistent. It, but it's consistent and it's inconsistency. So uh, my theory is, and uh, definitely anyone in the chat room or anything, uh, which uh, if you're coming in late, live.universebox.com is where the chat is. Uh, definitely uh, correct me if I'm wrong.
home, but I'm pretty sure uh, that the effectiveness of Emma's superpower is directly related to her proximity to magic. The further away she is from magic, the better it works. Uh, that's why she sees through Lily so quickly here in this episode, while everybody in Storybrooke can lie to her all day long. Right. And, and yet, they do. And the reason <laughs> she, she's kind of identified it as a superpower is because she was living away from magic for years when mm-hmm. she developed this superpower, right? Right. I, now, uh, speaking of uh, power, and uh, again, uh, definitely uh, feel free to let me know in the chat room if you uh, agree, disagree, whatnot. But speaking of powers away from Storybrooke, isn't this uh, the first time? This isn't the first time we've seen Emma's powers sort of glitch out in the real world, right? Oh, you mean the. Zzz, zzz. Yeah, because yeah. that happened with the Snow Queen last half season and when she had Henry. That was that was what I was going to say. It was when she had Henry. Yeah, so, so do you think this is just like sort of like pent up magical aggression just coming out as sort of like a little bit of a destructive force? Or do you think this could be – do you think this indicates that maybe Emma might be a conduit to bring magic into the real world? Like, you know, maybe, maybe she'll sure. be the person to do it. And I mean, we've seen some some characters like uh, the dragon use Aww, magic on occasion, too. Unleash the dragon. <laughs> um, I don't know if they'll necessarily go that way, but I like that way. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Like, I love the idea of bringing magic to the real world. Yeah. I'm just not sure they'll go there. Yeah, and I, it, They might. Who knows? But... And I can't, I can't think. Uh, oh, uh, other Amory in the chat room says her superpower works when the writers say so, <laughs> which is yeah, totally yes. how it seemed. Yeah, but they also sort of um, hover point out when it's not. <laughs> or when it's working <laughs> mm-hmm. and how many times can you say my superpower yeah. and uh, patty uh, also mentions that uh the create she remembers uh that the creators said once that uh, the effectiveness of the superpower depends on her emotional state oh, okay which i don't know if if that's le- leans into my theory or leads away from it you oh know? no 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 yeah because as Elsie points out, the superpower mm-hmm. only seems to work when she's not emotionally attached. Oh, so... So that's what they mean by emotions, not necessarily that she's not ramped up. But w- w- wasn't she emotionally attached a little bit to Lily, don't you think? Um, or, yes, or but so I don't do, think does in it the only, way... Does it only work if she's atta- emotionally attached to the person, is, is what... It, uh, they said Elsie's not. Saying. Okay. So I don't know. And Elsie, not Elsa. Mm-hmm. Please, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Okay, so you wanted to talk a little bit uh, Sorcerer Apprentice action, right? All right, Sorcerer Apprentice. So there was one thing that I thought was very interesting, and I don't know why I didn't really catch on to this before. So the Sorcerer – well, the Apprentice is talking to some puffs of smoke, otherwise known as the Sorcerer. Mm -hmm. Um, The Sorcerer Sorcerer. Sorcerer. Um, I swear I'm not drinking tonight. It's tea. Um, (laughs) Not magic juice. No magic juice. Um, When they were talking about the author and keeping him away from toying with fate again, he says that now that the author is in the book, he can only record. He can't alter. Mm-hmm. Which totally makes sense because obviously we have stuff recorded after he was put in the book. Yeah, how there's did story we not, stuff that happens after how did, that. How did we never even notice that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. Or at least <laughs> it just completely – whoop, it just appeared there. Yeah. Um. So – uh, how is the rest of history uh, the curse oh yeah like how was that did it just like show up because he's in the book because mm-hmm. he doesn't have the pen so was he just like i don't understand how he recorded stuff in the book if he was in the book without the pen maybe just i it don't just know happened. just like scratching on the walls or something maybe maybe once you're in the book it doesn't it doesn't it matter does it. it just automatically does it. that's kind of what i'm thinking but so what about everything that happened in storybrook because it seems like all the recorded history stops with the curse the curse mm-hmm We've had a few. This one's the curse. Um, what about when they got in Storybrooke? The book was there. The book should have been recording at least something that happened in Storybrooke. There's no Storybrooke in the Storybook. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still in the book. So maybe it only works in the Enchanted Forest. What, or maybe maybe there's uh, – oh, go ahead. I have more. Okay. Um, so if it only works in the Enchanted Forest, what about the, the year that they spent there between the Pan Curse and the Snow Curse? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't that be recorded yeah, somewhere? Should, well, we did get flashbacks for that period. We got flashbook, flashbooks. flashbooks, flashbacks, but we don't have. <laughs> we got any. flash dances for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> wearing a skirt that would kind of work for that. Um, but shouldn't that be recorded somewhere if it only mm-hmm. works in the Enchanted Forest? Well, do you think the do you think the books are just split up split up by like a narrative thread, or do you think they're split up by? Uh, Location. This brings me to my next point. Okay. In a sense. How do we know all those books in the sorcerer's house are blank? Did Henry mm-hmm. seriously sit there and go through each and every book? 
Well, what else has he been doing lately besides getting abducted by Cruella? He didn't even say anything in, in Granny's today. Like, he must have gotten <laughs> paid less this week because he didn't even get to utter a word. That was the scene we wrote to get all of our main characters in the uh... – Yeah, like that was Hook's <laughs> main scene. Uh so that's just really weird to me. Like, it's always bothered me that all of these stories are in this one book. It's always really bothered me. I'm like, <laughs> the book's really like this bit. The pages mm. aren't thin. How does it all fit? It, it's it's an, magic! It's an infinite book from the infinite forest. No, I'm kidding. So there's my ramblings about the book and the sorcerer and the apprentice. And what are you typing over there? I'm oh, just a, Whoa, there's a whole party in there when I go away and go on a rant. Yeah, I'm just giving uh, one of the uh, Bobby chatters in there. Uh, some advice on how to change your nickname. Oh, gotcha. Do, 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 okay, do. Uh, hold on. So, yeah, that's an interesting theory. Yeah. Amy, you frequently change to guest, and I don't know how you do it almost every week. It's probably uh, just... resetting the chat. But anyway, we should probably get back to the main discussion. Main discussion. Nobody, I like all that, though. Uh, Does that all make sense? Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Definitely, yeah, and I, I mean, I'm kind of, uh, I think they're kind of muddying the waters a little bit with this whole definition of what the author is versus what fate is and everything, too, which right. kind of leads right into my next point, which is, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, more the role of fate uh, in, in the story in the in you know the world of Once Upon a Time. Okay, so uh, as Regina says, there's free will, but fate pushes us to make uh, bad choices. Mm-hmm. Or, or the the exact uh, quotation was, "Our actions are our own, but fate pushes us." Mm-hmm. So there is free will, mm-hmm. but fate pushes us to make bad choices if it serves fate's purposes. So th- this gets me thinking because I mean I think we were uh, kind of like making uh, the author and fate synonymous last half season especially because we didn't know much uh but it's so you know fate sounds very similar to the author but uh fate it has to be some sort of different separate force right because right now Mm -hmm. the author's not back in storybrook writing for a wolf to make emma run off the road to go find lily or whatever the wolf Uh, okay so honestly when i saw the wolf Mm -hmm. i was like red (laughs) i had a moment of glee and i'm like red And then the wolf just ran away and off they went to the diner. Sorry, yeah. continue. But, you know, that, that wolf, if nothing else, it's evident that, that fate has has a hand to play in, mm. in the outside world, outside of Storybrooke. So I, I'm really starting to think that maybe fate, the big overarching fate, that mm. force that people keep bringing up, I think that's actually the sorcerer. And uh, mm. that the sorcerer... Uh, the thing is, the sorcerer, and I'll get to why in a minute, but the sorcerer can't really affect things in the world. So he's kind of conscripted or uh, uh, brought on all these uh, various, I, I kind of think of them as like fingers on his hand, l- little appendages to go out into the world and manipulate things the way he wants them to go, the sorcerer. And, you know, we we have v- various fingers here, like the author, the dark one, the savior, the anti-savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, on, on and on, we have these very specific uh, people who are filling very specific roles through the story so i think it's the sorcerer mm-hmm. is fate uh who, who wants to be steering everything but uh, an entity in the once upon a time universe has prevented him from doing this which is why he has to have all these fingers or appendages the entity theory that's coming up is fantastic and i think that entity that trapped uh the the sorcerer in that little particle field that we saw this episode <laughs> is the blue fairy of course it is because i don't think she like she like whatever the sorcerer's ultimate goal is whatever the sorcerer's motivation is mm-hmm. for manipulating fate and everything i don't i don't think uh the blue fairy is is down for it so she trapped him in that thing so we had to get you know the apprentice the author mm-hmm. the dark one all these people all these little fingers to go out and reach out into the world mm-hmm. and uh you know manipulate things what do you think about that Amber? i think it's fantastic <laughs> because I, I feel like thanks to the twitters that we know that um blue fairy's coming back i feel like i saw her post something somewhere about being in the costume mm-hmm. whatever but that would totally make sense because she seems to be the most powerful. Like she's more powerful, really, than the Dark One. Yeah, and I mean, we, we, we've we've always suspected that you know she's there's evil. some shadiness going on there, and that would she's make total shade. And the thing is, that would make total sense and make that whole shadiness from episode one on make complete sense because she's actually kind of controlling it because she's mm-hmm. controlled the sorcerer. Yeah, it, it also kind of paints her in a different light too because it, it means that she was reacting to the curse because she and she knew that it was a ploy mm-hmm. from the sorcerer ultimately you know through the dark one and all mm-hmm. the in regina and everyone to uh mess with her plans mm-hmm. so which is kind of interesting too yeah Ooh, ooh, good things <laughs> good thing yeah but I, I you know let us know what you think of the theory and everything i i, I thought that was a uh, oh and i guess uh someone says that the blue fairy is in the preview picks for the season finale so i was so, right yeah yay 
Definitely. Okay, so uh, you wanted to uh, talk a little bit about uh, flashback okay. logic. Flashback. Okay. How the heck did flashback Lily find flashback Emma? Yeah, that's a good question. How did she find her in a brand new foster home mm-hmm. and get into the garage? I, yeah, I'm thinking if it, I, it I was fate. <laughs> like, right. Well, that's all I keep mm-hmm. coming up with. Literally, I just wrote, I know it's I know, I know it's fate. But what did what happened? Did a wolf guide Lily to the garage and say, like, what happened? I, I don't know. Maybe it was a situation. Maybe Lily, since she was kicked out of her, her parents place, she was out looking for Emma. And but she had a boyfriend like she was with this boyfriend. Oh, yeah. With the with the like, may, maybe it was a situation. Maybe she saw Emma out with this new family. That's or something, like the best you know? I could think. And then it, she just like stalked them back because it had to be some sort of plot coincidence because they now obviously with fate and the author and everything coincidences are plot points right you know like Which it's a beautiful. plot point that it is a coincidence right <laughs> i just think it's really weird because like the group home's not going to go giving out the new foster family's address or anything mm-hmm. so anything good in there yeah i, I was just gonna say <laughs> there was other, a lot of longer uh other Anne marie was saying i i don't think i feel like we've seen uh, more powerful magic than blue so i don't know what to think about her mm-hmm. and elsie uh, says the show has totally underutilized uh blue fairy since season one true uh they've said she's the oldest magic but she has been pretty weak throughout the show so far they're not giving her a chance yeah yeah they're just not giving her a chance so i hope Mm -hmm. since she is confirmed for this the two-part finale that we get something oh definitely something good good. sorry i am in rare form tonight guys you're in very big singing mode It's your fault. You played Gummy Bears. Bouncing here and there and everywhere. We were listening to Disney Afternoon theme songs as we were, we were getting ready for the show. Anyway. But you know what? We're going to come back and talk some more Lily. Take a moment. More Emma. Young Lily. Old Emma. Old Emma. Young Lily. Or no, that was the same thing. Just stated two different ways. But first, we want to take a brief moment here and tell you guys about our Patreon. Uh, Amory, why don't you why don't you tell the nice people here about this Patreon page we have up at patreon.com slash universe box. Well, you nice people here. This is mm-hmm. a Patreon. They are like, they're ninety percent nice. They're ni- all right, ninety percent nice people. Um, as you know, right now we're producing three weekly podcasts, so we've been um growing and expanding, becoming more interactive, and we just want to keep that going. So we've started this Patreon. It's our best way to help um, beef up our content as well as, well, our equipment so we can continue beefing up the content. <laughs> um, you can donate anything from 10 cents. I don't care. 50 bucks a month. If you got that for us, we got it. Um, every level is going to give you all sorts of rewards like a bunch of free books, some exclusive content. Um, we may sing you a song mm. per request or stop singing yeah. a song per request. Uh, for, for example, uh, this weekend, I, might, I, I have uh, two new uh, books out this week that we will tell you about in a little bit, but uh, our patrons got them for free They've before got it for they free. were announced anywhere else. Absolutely. Um, also, um, we have one of our uh, benefits is you're invited to our patron exclusive hangouts once a month. Mm-hmm. And if you enjoy our singing, we do a lot of singing there. Yeah. However, if you're like Jasmine and you up your pledge so that we stop singing during the <laughs> patron hangouts, so that happened. Um, but we also, as you've noticed, don't have um, ads anymore except for internal ads. Um, and then, like I said, those hangouts, we are getting really close to getting our patron exclusive movie commentaries. Oh, yeah, which is a big one. Um, and we know our greetings people love our commentaries because we're hilarious. Um, and I believe we're doing uh, Harry potter teenage mutant ninja turtles and goonies and are our goonies. first three so we really we can't wait to get to that point so that we can do those for you mm-hmm. uh, but if you'd like to um help support us really we're good with 10 cents we just we're really excited to have you guys um it's patreon patreon.com slash universe box uh, yeah, uh, patreon.com slash universe box. And we thank uh, all our supporters out there. All already. 25 supporters. All, all 25 of you. Thank you so much. And I just want to point out, uh, just to let everyone know in the chat room, I, I, I it was an assumed 10% who aren't nice. Like, I, I wasn't <laughs> oh, did thinking... they start trying to figure out who the 10% was? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't speaking of anyone in particular. So don't worry. I, I'm not throwing shade, even though Emma... He leaves. loves to throw shade. Who I is lo- he kidding? I just like the concept of throwing shade. It's a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of throwing shade, Lily. 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 Um, the Lily type, uh, the the young Lily type specifically, I, I, I really enjoyed in this episode. I, just because I knew a ton of girls like Lily uh, when I was growing up, mm-hmm. kind of lost souls who feel their lives lack excitement or something. Something. And so, so it leads them to a lot of bad choices in their attempt to find that thing mm-hmm. that they're lacking. And uh, throughout the episode, uh, the romantic in me 
wanted Emma to accept Lily's honest pleas for help and, you know, team up with her and they'll go off to Pittsburgh together and spend all that stolen <gasps> money. Go to Club Laga, uh, which was oh. open back then. <laughs> oh, no, Club Laga. Deep Pittsburgh reference. Deep reference. Um, but you, so, you know, the romantic side of me wanted to see that happen. But the practical side of me, the side of me who, you know, knew all girls like this growing up and, you know, eventually kind of distanced myself from some of them. Probably I, good idea. W- was like, no, Emma made the right tr- choice because this person is, I, I mean, you know, magical circumstances notwithstanding. Obviously, we know that it probably would have been better for the both of them if Emma had gone. But in the real world, uh, you're dealing with a real person. Mm-hmm. Lily's the type of person who would have eventually drug Emma down to the depths and completely ruined her life. Probably. But how would that even happen? Okay, see, this is one of the things I kind of realized this is sort of going to bump right into my point here is, mm-hmm. okay, so the snow and charming thing with the big egg and the egg was supposed to pull all the darkness out of the Emma uh-huh. and put it into the Lily. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I don't have a point. <laughs> You just wanted to make a <gasps> like I, you did? I just needed a breath. That's oh, it. I just needed to breathe. Um, but how is Emma having all this darkness now? How are mm. we turning her dark if all of her darkness and potential for darkness and evil was put into Lily? Well, I, I think what the deal was is uh, what they extracted from Emma and put into Lily was that kind of extreme potential for darkness. Now, it doesn't mean that Emma won't have a potential for darkness because free will, mm. all that kind of stuff, all that crap. That uh, crap. <laughs> but uh, it, it means that she she stands less of a chance. And in fact, as we've seen over this course of this half season, really, in order for her to make that dark turn, she needs someone actively pushing, pushing her, her. Rumpelstiltskin right. in this situation. Um, and, and So I, I, I think that's the situation where it was just like a matter of odds, more Okay. Okay. Because I just think I think it's pretty interesting that Lily did realize that Emma was her source of positivity and helped her, which mm-hmm. I thought was really strange because they met stealing things and catching and uh, breaking into the lake house, mm-hmm. which is funny. <laughs> um, but that she says, "Ever since you left, everything is dark, like I'm cursed." So did everything get dark with Lily after Emma left the first time? Like, is that mm-hmm. was that the trigger of the two of them meeting? That was the trigger or something well, of her life being really bad. Well, the thing is, we we we're still missing a very very important piece of the puzzle with Lily and that's what happened to her after that like between... after they came through the portal yes like what did did uh what Cruella actually leave her in the woods which probably not no did Cruella like sell the baby on the black market right. I mean and, and what about and Ursula were, yeah yeah and exactly and who were these parents that she was left to so because mm-hmm. we really don't know um you know what that situation was like maybe there was darkness there before um yeah I mean I know for sure that uh Lily was definitely running away from her parents in that first young right. Emma Lily episode right so even though you know she had a loving home and everything right but yeah I I, I get the feeling that maybe maybe once they kind of you know butted heads or whatever mm-hmm. um kind of like the evil leaper episode of quantum leap when they touch uh but you, you know that uh from then on their fates are kind of more intertwined mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the more they're together the better things will go and the more they're apart the worse things will go okay that makes sense. it's kind of kind of the assumption i made but i i guess we'll see that see if that bears out next episode because you know as we know uh the modern older lily is now traveling with emma in regina now one question i kind of had through that whole kind of nail-biting scene with is emma going to shoot her or not oh when they cut back to the long shot <gasps> Like I thought they were going to do it. I thought it was they were like going to have Godfather it. Just go, it, it, was, it was like the Godfather. Mm-hmm. You just zoom out. Well, it almost reminded me more of of Mice and Men. Like the, yeah, that too. Because a lot of times the way they end the play is kind of like that long shot, them standing way back in the center of the stage, and then the lights go out, bang. So sad. But uh, yeah, so I, I kind of wonder with Lily, because uh, she was so like confrontational with Emma and in her mm-hmm. face about it and everything. It, d- d- does, uh, w- would that bullet have killed her or does she have some sort of magic that could have stopped it? Because she seemed really confident. And uh, But I guess, you know, it's it's either a situation where she has magic and could have stopped it, which kind of reminds me of a, a test that Maleficent did on yes. Regina a few weeks back. Um, or she doesn't have magic and she's suicidal or she, she doesn't have magic and she knew emma wouldn't do it it's going to be one of those things they totally couldn't have died from the train because cruella drove them onto the train track so there's no way they'd have died but maleficent didn't know all that sorry moment, <laughs> well, a moment. I, th- I think we brought that up last did week. we yeah okay yeah, I'm, I'm sure. st- it still bothers me so 
there's that. Um, no, you didn't mention your last part there. Oh yeah, I was kind of asking you. Like, do do you, do you think Lily has magic yes. or not? You you She's, do. Do you think she has magic Maleficent. in the real world? No, I think. Well, I, trying... I think she could have stopped the bullet. Like that's kind of my theory is that maybe she could have stopped the bullet, especially because we're, we're seeing indications that Emma has some sort of magical power out in the real world. Obviously, if the savior has, does, then the anti-savior would, too. I think she has more of a magical energy, not necessarily power. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she could do anything. Yeah. But there's so much energy around her mm-hmm. that things just happen. I could see that. Like, especially like the electrical craziness mm-hmm. when the two of them hit. Yeah. So there's that. See, one other thing that kind of makes me think that maybe Lily could have powers is because she's known from a very young age about the whole magic Mm -hmm. thing, right? So she could have developed it? Yeah, she could have developed it over time. Plus, she she was given privileged information by the apprentice that we don't even know the full content of very true so so i mean she could have been honing her skills for years or whatever mm-hmm. yeah and making a big conspiracy board like every show does these days yeah just... like it's a pl- plot point in like 90 percent of every show i watch these days yeah which is kind of funny but yeah, now i know that when uh, they got to uh the robin hood place in new york city the robin hood space uh, yeah, you could call it a Robin Hood space um, for sure. Uh, but when they got there in New York City, uh, when uh, Zelina does the little transformy thing, uh, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, what's that? And Emma's like, magic. I, I think she could have been playing dumb there. Who knows? I don't know because mm-hmm. she doesn't know anybody else magic. Who knows? She may be – she hasn't done anything that – intense maybe but i mean if i if i was walking into a situation where i knew magic existed to these people well, yeah that's kind of stupid they, then i would be like oh that's a transformation spell because i've seen uh, something from pop culture in the past 50 years that Harry had a Potter. Harry Potter. no but i definitely think you know in that room where they left every everyone I definitely feel like Lily is going to have some part in defeating Zelina. Mm-hmm. She seems like a complete wild card who could just like uh, stab Zelina. Done. Yeah. Hmm. No more Wicked Witch. But uh, we'll probably get back to – do you want to talk a little bit about the Zelina thing? Because I don't think we had it in our <sighs> points, the pregnancy thing. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. I knew something crazy was going to happen. Yeah, and there's definitely um, been rumors that there was going to be uh, – There had to be a big yeah. twist. There had to be – they're not going to bring her back for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, in a sense, nothing. But I think that it's interesting. I do actually think it's pretty shocking, though, that Robin wanted to stay even though he knew it was the Wicked Witch. Well, the thing also, is... Also, where was Roland during that entire or- ordeal? He, he was at private school. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he was finding a new Robin Hood space. No, but the thing about Robin Hood that, that just kind of... Uh, I, I really dig about the character is just that he's, he's like the most honorable man on the right. show and he he like it breaks his heart to not to have person. his honor or to you know do something that he finds dishonorable. dishonorable and so i think the reason he's willing to stay there and lock in and stay in that situation mm-hmm. is just because she's carrying his baby and that's the honorable thing to do it, right. like I, I i mean obviously there are very extenuating circumstances extreme there, circumstances but i think it, i think it's just he he's a character who always fights to be like the center of the alignment chart the, like the absolute moral good mm. and and, you know, you can see the frustration on his face uh, when when he's kind of struggling with that and everything. Mm. Uh, like, what do I do? And I think he just kind of – he always defaults to the side of being honorable or the most honorable. Right. And I have a feeling that, uh, you know, there's probably going to be some long, hard talks in the next week's episode about that too. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, we're not over with that. No, but I almost feel like they're all going to go – okay. So if they all go back to Storybrooke, will her heart be frozen? Was her heart ever frozen? What's going on with that. See, I, I don't think they ever made that completely clear they or didn't. not. Yeah, if if it was an actual <laughs> curse that affected her or not. I I mean, I Ice Queen and Wicked Witch were probably around the same power levels, though. So mm. I mean, obviously the the Ice Queen could have cursed her. her oh, heart, totally for sure. So I just thought that would, let's just throw that out there because let's be honest, they're all going. Yeah, I they're still, all going back. <laughs> I still totally think that uh, Lily's just gonna like stab straight up stab Selena though. Like that's my prediction. She's gonna do something. Yeah, she's sure. gonna do something, Kay. or she's gonna rip that necklace mm. off her and go mine. Well, yeah. You had some some stuff you wanted to talk to. Well, talk it's a about different necklace, necklace, but right? yeah, um, this is the half moon necklace that Lily sent um, Emma to get out of the nasty, nasty, decrepit place she was staying. Mm-hmm. Okay, my first pro- problem was um, just take the whole backpack. Don't dig through the backpack. Thanks. <laughs> get in, get out. Um, but um, the apprentice tells her that the necklace isn't exactly stone. So I'm assuming it's dragon eggshell, mm-hmm. right? Like that's that makes sense. Yeah, here, right. I, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. I'm, it, but what else? Would it be how okay if it's not dragon mm-hmm. egg show how did she get it if it wasn't 
Maleficent swallowed it before she laid the egg. That's just nasty. And it's weird, too. Really weird. Totally weird. Totally weird and not acceptable. So, mm-hmm. okay, who made it into a necklace for her? Cruella? Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't seem like the giving type. Yeah, actually, actually, I kind of like that. That seems like it would be likely. I Maybe like Ursula or Cruella fashioned her this necklace, necklace so she would know or she would How have would a clue. Know? She'd have a clue. She'd have something. Yeah. But the unique... Maybe they, they like, because, you know, the birthmark came from a piece of eggshell, right? So maybe that little star-shaped piece of eggshell was sitting there and they were like, oh, okay, so we'll fashion, we'll That's leave this with her. Con- so she has at least some sort sort of connection maybe maybe these are connected and maybe we can look into right. it right like that's the hard part is how do they know how did that specific piece get chosen and made into a necklace and how did they make sure that the adoption agency knew that it came from the birth mother mm-hmm. how did she get to the adoption agency was she just found in the woods like emma like yeah so many questions yeah there is still like we're still missing a big piece of the the puzzle of the entire half mm-hmm. a season and that's what happens what happened with cruella and ursula between coming coming out of that portal and you know cruella's husband getting arrested and ursula working at the aquarium mm-hmm. like yeah. i i still i still need that hole filled in for me like i need honestly, about 30 i honestly if they don't fill that hole this season i'm, I'm gonna be disappointed mm-hmm. like i'm gonna be disappointed in the season overall because wow, that wow. little little piece isn't quite filled in yeah. but uh we we shall see i guess okay uh okay well i titled this point rumple and will the realm's finest team because they team up in this episode and it was really cool and i really liked it it was really surprising to me too mm-hmm. uh first of all i love that they were uh they're both decent enough people i mean i didn't know rumple decent whatever in the situation <laughs> in the yeah. situation but they're both decent enough people that they can put aside their differences to work towards a common goal which is to get bell or hurt back right uh, and rumple's uh really good at negotiating these sorts of team-ups anyway so mm-hmm. not totally surprised that will went for it i i, I also love that rumple stilt skin didn't keep bell's hot, hurt he immediately goes and gives it back to her he could have kept it totally and you know mm-hmm. it probably would have made sense from a strategic standpoint because if it's back in bell's chest then regina can just take it again and then have that leverage over him again but oh. but uh you know with him giving it back like I, I, I said a lot about kind of how he feels about her and he realizes that uh you know deceiving her is what kind of pushed his heart over from like 70 percent coal to like 90 percent oh yeah oh yeah you know? he killed himself with that one yeah and and he i think he also understands that to do anything less than selflessly in relation to bell or anything less than respecting her wishes and her wants and her desires is going to just take out that last ember he has burning there so his best chance at survival which we all know rumple his number one goal is to survive survival at all costs uh his but his best chance at survival is uh letting her go find her own happiness uh with will scarlet that being said uh the selfless act uh was enough to throw some doubt into bell for sure yeah it was yeah when she let go of will's hand there at the end it it made me think Rumpel's uh, plan all along might have been uh, to bring his Stockholm syndrome affected Bell back uh, by being uh, being a little sweet, you know. Yeah, but you know what? I almost <laughs> I'm scared that that's going to happen. I don't want to see it happen at all. <laughs> oh, uh, Amy P in the chat room says a uh, best line ever was Rumpel when I when he says I I need you to steal her heart, and Will says already have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good times, love it. Yeah, and it, obviously great seeing Will Scarlet again too. Although it, fe- it feels like we're running out of time for him to get any sort of major story or any, he has nothing. any explanation for why he's not in wonderland anymore like, we're not getting it unless that it, i don't know unless he's well no. i i have some theories about how the finale is gonna the two-part finale is gonna go down maybe he's gonna be the main character of the two-part finale i could see that happening oh, like maybe oh yeah you did tell me that theory do you want to share your theory uh, we're holding on to that one we, we can we can share it uh later on well i'll, I'll just say uh, if it goes down like i think it's gonna go down there's gonna be a big mission Obviously, Operation uh, Mongoose, Mongoose, part one and or two. Whatever. Yeah, I think Will will be the guy running Operation Mongoose, the the operation mm. to fix everything that went wrong all season, more or less. But that's it's it's a little pet theory. But uh, anything good in the chat room here? I have no idea. I just hopped mm-hmm. in. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll just keep going. Okay. Fair enough. <clears throat> Snow and Charming going to Maleficent to apologize. I figure we might as well talk about them at least a little bit this episode, right? Mm-hmm. So I suppose. I'm not terribly surprised that she doesn't accept their apology because, well, she said. <laughs> um, but I do love that she tells him that she, she's not the one they need to apologize to. They need to be apologizing to her child. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that's a little weird to me is that she's just like assuming her kid's coming back. Like she just assumes that Emma is going to bring back this, this person. 
Well, I mean, she knows for sure that Lily's still out there. So. No. No, I thought she did. No, like, like she I, didn't. I thought that that what Rumpel showed her was also a confirmation that she was still alive. I, could, I guess I could be wrong. It was never stated mm-hmm. because it was literally only showing her what happened 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that works. That made no <laughs> sense to me. Um, But yeah, Um. It's going to be interesting when she does get there, though, because she's wanted to kill them for about 15 years. Oh, yeah. like she, she, And, I mean, her, their own daughter doesn't really want to talk to them right now. Maybe, maybe Emma will help. <laughs> no, probably not. Ooh, no, because she was, like, you know, mm-hmm. all out fighting to save her. Save the mommy. Save the world. No, I really liked it, though. Uh, do you want to do some uh, random reading from our notebooks real quick? Oh, sure. We can do that. We're it's actually uh, running a little early today. Which is surprising because, um, I mean, I even got feisty. Lily's going to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Man, Mankato, which is the town that they went to in Little House and they lived in for a few years. I, I used to love Little House on Me the too. prairie. So when Me they too. said Mankato, I was like, ah! Uh, Corello's funeral. Oh, that was just sad. Yeah. What, what was up with the guy kneeling next to it? Because the author and Rumpel were there, but then there was some Priest? guy, maybe he was a uh, barrier or something. I don't know. I didn't notice. Um... Hmm. Oh, uh, Bobby wait. says I'm, I'm right. Uh, Mal knew she was alive for sure. How? Because of the thing that Rumpel did. <laughs> No, but he even said it was from mm-hmm. 30 years ago. I like Maleficent as mayor. I could see her becoming mayor full-time, and I'd be happy with that. Um, Five-year-old address from right outside Boston. Another com- common uh, connection between this show and the other show we do a fan cast for, Gotham. Uh, play like squatter, like heroin user oh, dance. Oh, heroin tons? There was one of those on Gotham last week. When did they get the scroll back from the Spice Girls? I thought Belle's heart was actually going to be a trick and that Regina didn't have Belle's heart at all. She just said she yeah. did. Um, Bell the babysitter once again. Uh, Wolf in the Road. <laughs> I could have cursed everyone to live here. Uh, let's see. Every decision I make seems right, but it's wrong. Uh, <laughs> I was just looking at that exact line. <laughs> nice. Um, all your problems are my fault. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I hope says, uh, best line of the episode was when they walked into Lily's apartment in Boston and Regina goes, why did I go through the trouble of creating a curse uh, when just, everyone could just live here or whatever? Just to set it. Okay, so uh, I guess we should go ahead and do our arbitrary scale here. But where is Roland? School. He's in school. No one goes to school on this show. If they do, and they live in if they live in New York City, that's for sure. Okay. Okay. So let's see here. Out of one million two hundred seventy thousand five hundred twenty-three kidnapped daughters, how many kidnapped daughters would you give this episode? And I put it in the chat room Jesus so you don't have Pete. to. Um. I mean. Um. A million. A million. It's Why? a really hard number. It's hard to like even <laughs> hard to parse. It's really hard to go around with that. <laughs> Other Amy, really, Bill? Yeah. <clears throat> yes, really, other Amy. Yes, really. Um, it was good. I think this was. Ugh. These last few episodes have been amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm getting really, really excited. I can't wait to see what has to, what happens. Yeah. I just, um, they just have me wanting more, which, well, let's just say last half season didn't. Mm-hmm. Last half season reminded me of Neverland where I had to force myself to sit down and watch it. Yes, I know mm-hmm. you all love Neverland. I'm the only one who didn't. Whatever. You know, the thing that you is is you always say that you hated neverland i'm pretty sure i could pull up the notes for all of our episodes in neverland i probably loved it yeah you i i, I know but i during... don't remember it positively mm-hmm. okay that's fair okay as for me i think i gonna... really really liked it i'm gonna have to go with out of 1,270,523 kidnapped daughters i'm gonna have to go with uh 1,170,522 kidnapped daughters because i really like this episode too all like, right like in a lot of ways it was probably my favorite episode of the season that's what it it was just so strong and so compelling and the characters did things that i wasn't expecting them to like rumple with the the, you know kind of signing off on the will bell relationship and uh emma the scene with the gun it was all really really good okay and let's see here from the chat all right let's see so we've got bobby with one million two hundred and sixty two thousand three hundred and forty seven other Anne marie with i'm not even trying to read that number eight 87%. <laughs> Stephanie with 900,000. Amy P with 1,270,500 and Hope with a 71%. Excellent. Oh, I, and then Aaron with 900,000 and Nicole <laughs> with 999,999. <laughs> Excellent. I don't like those presents in there, though. They, you, you guys aren't following the format correctly. Jeez. Jeez Louise, guys. And Angel says 1,079,944. This is the most people who've ever participated in, in, the, in, the, in the arbitrary, arbitrary scale. scale. I'm kind of excited. 
Pretty cool. You guys Pretty normally cool. ignore me. All right, guys. Well, we're going to have some uh, some uh, news and some uh, letters and voicemails from you guys in just a second. But first, first. we wanted to mention a, a little a project that I just released this week. We mentioned it a little earlier. If you go to bit.ly slash King Sparrow, you can find my new novella, uh, The Trials of King Sparrow. It's it's basically it's like a, a National Geographic nature documentary, you know, in all its brutal glory, kind of mashed up with a fairy tale mashed up with Rambo all together in one kind of big I guess story. There is a little Rambo. Yeah, just a little bit. I didn't bit. catch that part. But uh, Amory, you want to tell them a little bit about it since you you've read it? I've read it. Yeah. Okay. So I love this book. Like, um, it's who thinks that reading a book about a sparrow is going to be um, completely <laughs> entertaining? But this cover really says it all. Mm. Um, Tom Gurkha did Tom the cover, Gurk. by the way. Yeah, he is amazing. But the I'm so bad at describing it. Every time I feel put on the spot, even though I loved. It. <laughs> um, it's just okay. So the King Sparrow is separated from his whole crew, including his queen, who he loves and adores. And then you know, over and over again, he's hit left and right with "I have to mm-hmm. overcome this, overcome this." Broken wings, broken legs, nursed back to health by a kind, sweet old lady. <laughs> um, before finally making it back to his family. And well, let's just say they go through some changes, and he gets his revenge. Yes. So. <laughs> Things change. Things change. I won't give that away. I don't think that's in the... Yeah, you know, I'll just read you the... Uh, the, the, the official thing since I'm butchering it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Th- and thank you for uh, giving that a testimonial. <laughs> I, I figure since you like this one. I did like yeah. this one. Uh, while leading his king or his queen and faithful subjects to their winter home, King Sparrow is betrayed then abandoned in the woods. He battles foul beasts, psychotic eagles, and the oncoming winter on his quest to find his true love. Mm-hmm. With twist on every page, the trials of King Sparrow celebrates his strength, compassion, and perseverance as he seeks his revenge. It's a magical adventure set against the brutal backdrop of the natural world. And if you want to check that out, it's only a buck ninety-nine over on Amazon, and you can pick it up at bit.ly/kingsparrow, and then just click on the uh, cover, and it'll take you right to Amazon. Ooh, other Amory says creepy cover, but so far so good. I just started reading it. Excellent. I uh, thank you, other Amory. I'm glad, I'm glad you're reading it. Okay, so I guess that's about it for uh, plugging my stuff. Now on to the news. News. By the way, Patty, I uh, voted 80%, but we don't. We I try thought not we to did do- mention the 80%. Did we? I don't like mentioning percentages. Well, I do. Feels lazy. I'm okay with it. <laughs> oh, don't say that. She's an accountant. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, uh, first up, the ratings, <laughs> as always. Uh, now, once upon a time, match last week's uh, 1.7 adult 18 to 49 ra- ra- rating. So not falling, not rising, but staying pretty level. I, I expect next ep- week and the two-part finale, we're going to see Boop. probably. We really don't. Don't plan these things, guys. I don't know what's wrong. They just with kind them. of spontaneously happen. happen, right? Okay, now like we always do, we're gonna go ahead and watch the <laughs> the promo for uh <laughs> next week's uh mother here. Let's see, get this all loaded up here, and here Hi, we go. Mal. Hello, Mal. This is your daughter. Lily looking all evil. So how are we gonna get revenge on Snow White and Prince Charming? Boom. And it looks like she's asking Mal about revenge. Yeah, she's asking Mal, and her eyes got all funky. Yeah, I saw Zelina Selena in the padded room that Belle was in. Oh, I missed that. Um, Cora. Regina in an evil queen outfit. A dragon. Snow getting a concussion. And then flambéed. Is that flambéed. the right word? Yes. Flambéed. That, that is exactly the right word. And uh, chat, I'm sorry. There, there's an insult to me in there. I'm going to have to have you guys get that scrolled off the screen before we're going to switch back to chat view. <laughs> Someone called me a, a weenie. King of the weenies. King of the weenies, even. Which, All hail, no, king of the weenies. Happen. Oh, yeah, uh, which is fine, because we actually have this. We want You want to talk about this, Amory? Okay. Um, which, good... by the way, all the show notes, uh, all those links to these stories in the show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Yes. Um, our good friend, Wynn, who you may remember from past seasons of Once Upon a Time, <laughs> has jumped ship. But I believe she's at a convention this weekend, and she came across these uh, paper crafts that are actually free. So um, they're is a maleficent one and it's really adorable scroll back up it's mm. cute yeah so i just thought we would share that with you guys um mm. so free paper cards. yeah and it's really easy to do too really all you have to do in uh uh me being king of the weenies is gone now so i'll bring the chat back but yeah <laughs> all you have to do is print these out on your color printer and then cut them out and fold them up and it gives you, have, you the directions and everything yeah you have a nice little friend on your desk mm-hmm. oh and this is another one uh that we're not going to really 
watch much or anything, but we just figured we'd point out. And it's just, I, oh, I guess, you know, they let some some fans of Once Upon a Time onto the set in Stevenson while they were shooting the finale. So if you want to check out this... I thought you weren't going to play it. I, I'm just playing a little bit right here at the beginning because there's nothing too spoilery. Okay. But, uh, okay, that's a little spoilery. Uh, <laughs> it's fine, though. Uh, but, uh, no, if you want to check it out, it's a 15-minute video. You get to see a lot of stuff, including some stuff that it might be a little too spoilery. Ooh. Uh, for sure. But if you want to check that video out, the link will be in our show notes. And uh, Hope, Hope just uh, posted this real quick, and I'll put this in the show notes as well. A, uh, a picture of Blue in the se- season finale. So. Um, one last sort of uh, newsy type of thing. Um, we've had a few people over the past couple weeks asking about our t-shirts mm-hmm. um, and where can we get one? We missed the first round. Da-da-da-da-da. Well, if you go to teespring.com slash storybrook, you can still reserve one, but there has to be 10 reserved before um, they can be ordered. Yeah, but there, the there are three different colors in both men's and women's you just have to put your email in to reserve it yeah you don't have to pay anything or not anything. up front um and they will let you know when enough people have reserved them yeah and so it, like it, we need 10 reservations shirts. and we, we only mention it just because we had a few people uh, over contact the past us few weeks, yeah. yeah people coming to regal con who were wanting shirts and everything uh but oh by the way we should probably mention regal con, regal con. uh may 8th through 10th we're going to be doing live greetings from storybrook see last week's episode or next week's episode for more information because we're not talking about a right now because we got lots of stuff yeah we have uh, wow. some listener feedback okay. i Definitely. just noticed what time it was and how much feedback we have <laughs> <laughs> excellent it'll be a late one folks it's a good one i know uh, but Talk let's in. see here next week when you when you're done watching the episode what i need you to do is find your old childhood buddy knock them down to their knees put a gun in their face say hold on a second i have to email my feedback in run back to your house back to your computer i uh, email us greetings from storybrook at gmail.com tweet us at gs storybrook the facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from storybrook and the voicemail number, uh, which we almost always play, is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And this week, because Bobby either didn't send one in Bobby, or came in too late. Bobby, We're going to start out with hoops. Take it away, hoops. Hoops. Hi, Bill and Emery. Anthony here. Hi. I am just so blown away by this episode. Just when you thought that Once Upon a Time could not get any better, they just take this and they just blow our minds. I'm so <laughs> serious. Like, let me just start out with basically, like, the how the episode began, you know, with, uh, coming up with Lily's backstory, which, which I thought was very excellent and quite thought out, and that process was just simply amazing, like, with the uh, transition of them growing up, them leading opposite lives, you know, and then uh, when Emma and, and uh, Regina are traveling together, you can really see the connection with them has really changed, so... I really like the uh, change and everything like that. And then back at home, of course, with um, Rumpelstiltskin giving Bella's heart back, I really thought that that was actually a little bit sweet because you can plainly see there's still some spark in between them. Mm-hmm. And I really do hope that uh, their relationship rekindles, eh, you know, soon enough. But, you know, of course, of course, um, Rumpelstiltskin knows, you know, what, what he's done. And I really hope that they can get past that. Um, also, uh, with basically the whole end of the show, which blew me and my mom away, <laughs> she actually caught this when, when basically, uh, Robin Hood was telling Regina, like, oh, hey, I can't leave. You know, there's just something that, that that's going on. And then she turned out to be pregnant. By the way, mom called it way beforehand, and I was just so <laughs> excited to know that, you know, like, wow, just when you thought they could not do something else, it was crazy. I, For my arbitrary scale, I would give this 20.5 out of, no, I'm sorry, wait, 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 30 <laughs> little green babies out of 30 little green babies. That is my arbitrary scale. Please let me know what you guys think about nice. the episode. And of course, I can't wait to uh, hear your thoughts. Thanks. We all, we think your scale is awesome. Your scale and... is awesome. I love your how excited you get, mm. and that you watch it with your mom. I that will makes also me say really that happy. inevitably, even if we had used that scale, there would have been somebody somebody in the chat room still using percentages. Even if there's three little babies. Yes. Three 30. little green ba- 30, 30, I thought 30. it was. I don't know. Okay, uh, we have a letter from Aaron here. Aaron says, wow, I'm now weary <laughs> I, about the sorcerer. It was a surprise see- seeing that Lily knew the truth about everything when Emma found her. 
And I predicted that Zelina would get pregnant with Robin's baby. Unless she is lying, but I'm doubting it. And I'm not sure if there will be a miscarriage or what will happen in this story. I, and I know a lot of people were saying that I st- struck them very much a, like a soap opera kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people I even saw saying uh, it struck them kind of like a telenovela, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a Mexican soap opera. Which, which are even more extreme. Yeah, and if, if that's the case, then uh, it, following the tropes of telenovelas, then yeah, there's going to be a miscarriage. Like uh, Zelina's going to fall down in a random set of stairs or something mm-hmm. like that. Okay, uh, next up uh, from the voicemails is Michael uh, Lucero. Take it away, Michael. Michael! Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, it's Michael. Hi, Michael. Um, you all know that I've uh, written in numerous times before to talk about the uh, highly uh, problematic uh, ideas and philosophies in this show before. Mm-hmm. Um, but one that I really liked this episode was a quote that Regina said, uh, basically that uh, we our, our choices are our own, but fate pushes us. Uh, and I really like that. I think that it's something that uh, Turin Turambar uh, might agree with uh, from Tolkien's book, uh, The Children of Hurin. Uh, it's a a very similar story between her and uh, between Lily and Turin, uh, the idea of this character that seems to be cursed and and uh, just it deals with issues of uh, are they ruining their own lives or is there somehow something dark that's uh, laying upon their lives that's influencing things. Um, so if people haven't read that, I think they really should. I really liked the Sorcerer's Apprentice uh, taking action to help clean up the mess the author forced him into being a part of making um but how did he get out of storybrooke well before the curse was broken let alone have memories of his true identity um so does the sorcerer have the ability to protect the apprentice from the effects of the curse um very interesting questions i like the lily storyline and i like uh, mal switching allegiances i just hate that to get good stories like this we have to keep bringing up the horribly nonsensical story of somebody's potential for evil being poured into somebody else, which ignores the realities of free will and human nature. Mm-hmm. Um, again, for the thousandth time, the writers seem to be ignoring their own story since Emma is seems to be turning evil. So which way is it? Does she have capacity for evil or not? Uh, if not, how did she have the darkness to almost kill Lily? And if so, then how was anything bad ever done to Lily in the first place other than uh, separating her from her mother? They seem to be hinting that something really dark and evil was really done to her in placing Emma's capacity of evil. But if that's the case, then how does Emma still have capacity of evil? It just doesn't make sense. They can't have it both ways. Um, I think Rumpel was probably the most selfless here that he's ever been, uh, at least towards Belle. And she kind of looked conflicted near the end. Do you think there's a chance that they might uh, get back together after all? Um, and speaking of which, um, her relationship with Will, I feel like they still have yet to develop that at all. And personally, I think it's a classic example of a writer telling and instead of showing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't been able to detect any evidence of chemistry between the two, other than the fact that we're told that it exists. So overall, a really interesting episode. I think it had lots of flaws, but really lots of uh, promising hints of what might come in the future. So I hope that Lily and Emma can work together. It seems like uh, they kind of have reached a, that level of... Um, uh, ability to do so since they were going to New York together. Uh, I think that would be much more interesting than a fight to the death or to get revenge between the two. Um, and last and but not least, where the heck is the apprentice? I don't even care about where the he's sorcerer. The yeah, he's in the hat. He's still I believe. in the hat. Flash Zordon is. I just want to see him back in the present time again. Uh, all right, and uh, I will give this episode five point three out of ten recurring wolf motifs. All right, talk to you all later. Bye. Yeah, thank you, Michael. Thank you. And yeah, we did kind of notice that uh, that inconsistency there too. But and I think the writers are kind of just glossing over it as well, yeah, a little just, bit, just to tell the story. You want to read this one from Ash? Did you really name change your name to Bill Weenie? She did. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Um... <laughs> Which means Chad Chad is going away until the Bill Weenies are out of there. So just so you guys know. <laughs> okay. Hey, Ann and Bill. Wow, sparks flying everywhere. That was intense. Emma and Lily clearly have to be in harmony and work together for things to come out right and to keep the balance of things. The backstory, act my heart, and chase scene, yes. Hashtag magical (laughs) accountability partners. And speaking of babies and twists and turns of fate it didn't i didn't want it to happen i hope zelina's lying but oh my gosh (laughs) no just so wrong hashtag so 
soap opera factory and loved all the team ups and road trips through hashtag awesome um and hmm, interesting there was a wolf semi gram callback but it was a different wolf than the ones we've seen in the darker color too interesting that seems significant on that note i'm giving this one seven and a half crescent moon necklaces hugs and cheers ash that's a lot of crescent moon moon necklaces yes but i like that she used a um not a a, uh, fraction because that's what we're doing from now on yeah i I guess fractions okay next up is a voicemail from patty take it away patty hey bill and Marie. i just saw the episode and i have to say one what in the living heck are they actually doing? And what I mean, what they're doing is, why are the heroes keeping Belle's heart at bay? Why did they agree to take Belle's heart in the first place? Mind you, I'll give them that one. Regina could be lying her butt off and is not telling her leverage includes Belle's heart. I, I, I will say that I, I think Belle agreed to it. And then mm-hmm. after they when did she the, told her to forget everything, she literally forgot everything. Yeah, because I, I, I assume she thought that it, kissing Rumple and everything might have been too painful mm-hmm. for Belle. So. And for that matter, why does she think this is a good idea? Here's my new proposal. How about making it illegal to take people's hearts in storybook? <laughs> no enchanted heart taking. <laughs> I mean, is that so difficult? Do we really have to make that into law? And why do we have to explain that? Why can that be common sense? No taking hearts. <laughs> or in your podcast, which I'm sure you don't take hearts because you don't have magic as far as I know. And I guess to talk about the other point is to the elephant in the room about no. like, the Rumble scene. I'm actually okay because this just proves that Rumble is actually the beast from Beauty and the Beast, believe it or not. So I'm actually more excited and happy about it in, an, in a weird way. The beast is always had a history of letting go of beauty. I think one of the best moments in Beauty and the Beast is the fact that even though she broke a promise to him of coming back in a week or something, he didn't go after her. He didn't try to kill her. Instead, he just starved himself to death. He just laid out and couldn't. He lost his will to live and back to he was laying down dying. It's not until she visited the prince, aka the beast visitor in her dream, where she realized what happened. And when she goes back is when she realized she actually does love the beast and breaks the spell. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of ways, that scene just kind of makes it pretty apparent that the beast is the Rumple is the beast. That is something I actually knew about Rumple before the season actually started, where he's the kind of guy who will let go of the people he loves and watch them and until watch them, but he will actually let them allow them to be happy. Mm-hmm. And besides that interesting note, I wanna know, did you see how look at the face and how much it actually changed? <laughs> when the heart was placed back in because I was actually lo- noticing her expressions afterwards where she let go of Will's hand. She actually devastated about all this. Hey, Bill and Amory, it's Bobby. Oh, oh, uh, with oh. the end of the season right okay. around... Yeah, we're going right, into Bobby's going right into Bobby. It seems like they're just going to have the few episodes right into the finale, which is great. Just means no filler episodes and last night's was no exception. Uh, they wasted no time pretty much just setting up our characters, uh, you know, stories going into the finale, putting all the ducks in a row. Uh, so let's go through each of those ducks. Uh, with As far as Emma and her parents are concerned, I, I understand Emma being upset, but I really do feel like they've drawn that out just a bit too far. Uh, I yes. mean, Emma is a parent as well, so you would think that she would at least understand a bit where they were coming from. I mean, it wasn't like there was any malevolence involved. Mm. They just were doing what they felt, you know. But there was a Maleficent. They had to to protect their child. Uh, as far as the Bell Wimple, Bell Wimple, <laughs> Bell <laughs> Rumple and Will uh, storyline triangle, whatever you want to say, I uh, I was surprised to see that Bell didn't have her heart. I really had thought Regina had probably given it back to her and just was tricking uh, Rumple. Although Bell did a good job of playing it off. Uh, it was and it was a good metaphor with Rumple like giving saying here I'm giving your heart back. Uh, but he'll be the one to protect it. Although I was surprised that Belle didn't, like, get upset at Will for working with Rumple, regardless of, you know, why. See, I, I think that, uh... I, I don't know. I, I think Belle walked away from that situation liking Rumple more than she has since she banished him from town. Uh, like, yeah. for sure. So That's it, more than she's liked him for a long time, I think. So I I, I, I personally don't... Th- I, I don't think Belle would have been upset with Will. Maybe a little disenchanted with mm-hmm. Will because of the big romantic gesture that Rumple makes with, you know, the chest grab and all that. Although we did see that little look that she gave Rumple as he was leaving. The whole Emma Lily thing, them being totally connected, yin and yang, as if you will. Save your anti-savior. Found that interesting. Mm-hmm. 
and it was cool that the sorcerer came to Lily and was trying to set things straight a bit. And then, of course, Regina and Robin. Um, wow. Wow. I, I can't believe we just all did not see that coming. Uh, of course, after the last second of the show, we were all like, of course she's pregnant. So as far as, once again, setting everything up, ducks in a row and whatnot, I thought this episode did a pretty decent job. So as far as the scale goes, I will give it a 10 of 14 broken foster homes. Thank you very much, Bobby. And I just want to point out, too, because I, I just recalled this as Bobby was speaking. I know like six months ago, you guys were like, Bill, you need to start using big, ridiculous numbers again. I throw out a 1 million and everyone's like, hey, make the numbers smaller. I can't win. Okay, well, you're making them excessive. <laughs> we were just more meaning, you know, like 30. Uh, we were talking because you were starting to give us like four and mm -hmm. who could do anything with four? Next letter from Stephanie. Stephanie says, hi, Bill and Amory. <sighs> I like that we got to see more of Lily last night. However, I thought that last night's episode was somewhat slow compared to the last two, but I liked the twist at the end. I wish Emma had gone to Maleficent to help her instead of the other way around. I liked Will and Rumpel working together. If the Sorcerer's Apprentice had come to move between uh, two worlds and to send someone back to a... If the Sorcerer's Apprentice has the power to move between worlds and to send someone to a land without magic, why didn't Rumpel go to him for helping getting Bay back? And I'd assume that's because they first he went to him terms. to steal something from yes. him so yeah they weren't on great terms there i think they are trying to focus on too much at the end of the season i feel like they should have had uh, more in the first few episodes and yeah it, that's something that i think we've been saying this whole half season it, it feels a little compressed because i think this was story supposed was supposed year. to yeah supposed to be the, the whole season okay and uh, next up in the voicemail column uh, we have other Anne marie take it away hi bill and Anne marie it's other Anne marie speaking Hello. i just finished Hola. once upon a time and i wanted to share my thoughts first off i want to say that this second half half of season four is much better it's the ones we know with all its own stories and um just seeing lily back and uh, the connections that we've seen in other seasons it, i'm really enjoying it as for this episode i have to say that regina is really surprising me um, I miss Evil Queen, I do have to say that, but this Regina is just very pleasant, very this world-like instead of a fairy tale world. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's very nice to see her like that, especially when Mel walked into Granny's Diner and Regina looked at her with this face of, I have my friend back. And <laughs> I don't know if you remember from first season, but Mel was her only friend. And mm -hmm. it was just very nice to see that see that with her. Yeah, them and that that little, what was it, a little, little unicorn? They had all sorts of adventures. Yeah. Little horse or unicorn had all sorts of adventures together. Uh, there's a few things that I, really, that I was annoyed with is that Will's story is just not progressing this season. He's been in the back like Belle has been. He's a season regular, but we're not getting anything. And maybe it's because this season has been stuffed with way too many things that they just can't t can't deal with his story right now. But I don't know. I'm very annoyed with that. I'm also very tired with the Charmings and their groveling. It's just be done with it. I know that they have their they, they need their shots in, but really, I could have been fine without that. Uh, nice twist in the end. Sad to see, sad to see Zelina pregnant with Robin because that's <laughs> going to mess up a uh, happy ending for um for our dear Regina. But Schedule. we'll have to see where that goes. Anyway, out of ten scrappy wills, I'm going to give it <laughs> eight. It was a solid episode. Can't wait what's happening next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you, other Amory. And uh, Amory, you want to read this letter from Charity? All right, from Charity. <clears throat> the following is a collection of random bits of thoughts after seeing the episode. Such role reversal between Emma and Regina was great to see. But don't you think Regina should have gotten to New York a bit quicker than she did? Yes. Um, <laughs> this is the Wicked Witch we are talking about. The search for Lily could have waited until after the New York City dramatic bombshell. But Boston's... Is it on the... I don't really know the... Yeah, whatever. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure. Okay. Um, while I don't trust the Wicked Witch to be truthful, the plot is becoming a bit of a soap opera. Uh, does Emma's darkness seem to come back... To be coming on a bit quick? She seems like she is just running around on autopilot reacting she needs a timeout on archie's couch <clears throat> um i would have preferred a bit more in flashbacks about lily's growing up years instead of just being told it so um i'm just having a bit of a problem with the whole playing deck life stacked against you um or maybe it's the <laughs> idea that the author and the apprentice are pulling the strings instead of decision making done by the characters the episode was 
was a necessary chapter of the road to the finale, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And Jasmine says, I give last night's show two out of two baby carrots. I uncontrollably threw uh, at my monitor for the ones I uncontrollably threw at my monitor when Robin told Regina that he couldn't go back to Storybrooke with her because Zelina was pregnant. I demanded DNA test. I bet gold is the baby daddy. Could be. Definitely. And our, our last voicemail. And sorry we had to cut a couple this week, but we had almost half an hour worth of voicemails. And that's a lot of voicemails. Yeah. We actually kept mm. more feedback than we normally do because they – Yeah, and did. plus we're towards the end of the season, so we yeah, wanted to fit it as much as possible. But uh, next up is uh, – or to round us off on voicemails is Tim Peters. Take it away, Pete. Tim. Bill and Marie. Yo. Hi. This Yo. is uh, Tim What's Peters, up? and I'm calling hey. about uh, the Once Upon a Time episode, Lily. Now, Lily. I do really like this episode. However, it leaves me with a few important questions. Firstly, young Emma. When did she, in fact, live with Ingrid the Snow Queen? Because... uh, It would have been right before this, right? I think so. I think so. Uh, In my mind, maybe the version that makes the most sense is she meets Lily for the first time. She goes to live with the Snow Queen. She goes to live in Minnesota and meets Lily again. Uh, However, you guys might have a different interpretation. Second thing. And this is the most important thing from this episode, in my opinion. Okay, so last episode... Uh, Just, uh, sorry, Tim. Point of order in the chat room. Uh, Patty he's asking if we've seen Archie this season. Yeah, we got one scene with him uh, when Snow was having issues with the baby carriage. Okay, so, hold on, wait. They're also pointing out that Storybrooke is in Maine. Yes, thank you, Bobby, I know. <laughs> so, they would have to have passed through New York to get to Lowell. Oh, okay. Excellent. Sorry, Tim. Right, Go ahead. Continue. We got the impression that uh, Regina took Belle's heart with Belle's consent in order to fool Rumpelstiltskin with it and make sure that she was able to get to New York. Uh, what uh, If this is true, then Belle's reaction when she gets her heart back makes no sense. Now, I've read a theory that says that Regina wiped her memory of this, which sort of makes sense, but I'm still uncomfortable with it, because that means it's sort of still taking someone's heart without their consent, uh, and I'm sure you guys have an opinion on that. Uh, anyways, I really like this episode. I thought it had uh, a lot of good plot, uh, some fairly good action. Uh, the twist at the end with Selena. Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to talk about. So, <laughs> a lot of people expected that, and because a lot of people expected that, I therefore did not expect that Zelina uh, would be pregnant with Robin's kid. Um, and uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that uh, works out, and whether that baby will therefore be born with uh, with evil intent within their heart. Um, I give this episode three and a half uh, fake Lily's daughters out of five. Yes, I know. The half daughter is is creepy, but she did not have a daughter to begin with, so that makes it okay, I guess. Bye! Nice. I like the half daughter. Yeah, did you want me to bring up this map? Well, here? I was just showing you because no, Bobby, Mister, telling me you have to go to New York to get to Massachusetts. No, you'd have to go from Lowell. There's there's a there's a good couple hours there between um, Lowell, Massachusetts, and New York City, so they had to go to Massachusetts first. <laughs> just saying. Fair enough. Fair enough. The end. The end. Okay, we have a couple of letters here. I think to wrap uh, us up with. Okay. Oh, actually, just one more. You want to read this one from Anne? Yes. Okay. Um. Hi, Bill and Anne Marie. I liked the episode. Lots of suspenseful moments and insightful backstory. But my only prevailing reaction would be this: Zelina's pregnant with Robin's child. <laughs> nope. 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 Ew. <laughs> and did I mention nope? That pretty much sums up my state of mind right now. I hope I'll have something more to say next week. Until then, looking forward to your thoughts on the episode. All the best, Am. Excellent. Love and it. as we mentioned uh, up at the top of the feedback section, next week when you get done watching Mother, what I need you to do is I need you to go find your childhood friend, mm-hmm. then go find your mother, line them both up in the road, point a gun at them, mm-hmm. say, I'll be right back. I have to send in my feedback for Greetings from Storybrooke. Run to your computer, email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com, tweet us at storybrook. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number, which we almost always play, is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Uh, now, Amory, any uh, outstanding business? I in- proved Bobby wrong, and he apologized. He thanked it. I like it. 
You darn <laughs> skippy. No, <laughs> where, where can people find you online, Amory? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at AMDSmith or on Instagram at CCHCblog. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all the podcasts we do, including Legends of Gotham, the Gotham Fan Podcast, and the Universe Box, the show about everything, story set to a theme. It's like the Universe... opposite of Seinfeld show about But uh, at UniverseBox.com. And you can follow the books I write, uh, not uh, King Sparrow, but the other one, Dogboy Adventures, at dogboyadventures.com. You can get Trials of King Sparrow at bit.ly slash King Sparrow. I highly recommend it. I do too. And uh, we, we want to thank you guys again so much uh, for hanging out in the chat room and everything. Always, yes, always a thank pleasure. Thank you guys. I, it, it would take me like two hours to go back and read everything you guys wrote. Mm-hmm. You guys are very chatty tonight. I love it. Yeah, they are. And we had, yeah, 14, I think, is a record in there. So. It's, a, it's a record. And they're all chatty. Excellent. They're all very chatty. And Amy P called me dramatic. Us, well, he is dramatic. A little bit. Just a dad. Just a little bit. <laughs> Join us next or no? What? No? Yeah. Oh no. What is it? Um Until we... next time. Greetings, greetings from, from Storybrook. What is wrong with that? I don't know. We're gonna get it one of these days. No, we're one... not. no it's... we just need to get a consistent title going for both shows. Or ending for both shows. That'll never happen. Do-do-do.